0: It's a Friday though. We made it through the week. Bucks get a win last night. Got a lot to discuss today as uh, we get into the weekend. But uh, we'll find out if later on today uh, some kind of uh, health service is needed for one young Ben Kenny. If indeed the Phillies hang on to win and or
1: lose last night, the Sixers fall to the Bucks. Ben, how you doing today? Bill, is your anxiety I- level through the roof? I'm excited. Uh, I need to <laughs> calm my nerves. the game 's at six thirty tonight um but yes i have i 've reached out to my loved ones and they are well aware that <laughs> in the event of uh, something going wrong that uh someone should check in on me
0: What happened to the what what happened to the i 'm doing okay i 'm fine they lost i 'm calm
1: they lost okay. the game <laughs> <laughs> And uh, honestly, I've like slept and then woken up and, you know, time is just the worst thing in these settings.
0: So tonight you've got the the Phillies game tomorrow. Obviously you're hoping for more baseball and the next night maybe for more baseball
1: and then possibly close out baseball.
0: So that is that pretty much your weekend that in college football and then the
1: Packers on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. It's getting cold, which is sad, but it's a good excuse to stay inside and do nothing. Right. Uh, it can be. I'm going, I'm, I'm going out tonight. Uh, this is the first weekend,
0: and I can't even remember when, when we don't have really anything going on. Tomorrow, uh, we've got it's the final game of, of uh, Chris and Sons football. And, uh, and then after that, I don't know specifically what we're doing, if anything. Uh, but we have pretty much all day tomorrow with something going on. Tonight, we don't have anything. So I promised I'd take her out. And I got to figure out in Milwaukee, in the Milwaukee area, like we've been to St. Kate's. We've been to some of the different, you know, cocktail. I don't want to go to a big dinner. Um, as much as I do love certain places, I don't want to go to a big dinner. I'm feeling good. I've been working out. I don't want to do the big dinner thing. So I'm kind of thinking I don't know where to go specifically because we've done a lot of the the, the cocktail lounges and stuff around town. So I'm not quite sure where to go. So if anybody's got an idea out there, let me know. You can hit me up, but uh, we're gonna do something tonight. I don't know what. We're gonna meet downstairs. It's one of those where in the house you go get dressed and then say I'll meet you meet you in the bar. So that way we're not tripping on each other while we're getting ready or anything like that. I'll just get ready and then just go downstairs and sit in the bar, and that's kind of the the the, the pre the pregame, if you will. And uh, maybe I'll pop on the the Phillies game for a little bit and wait for her down there while it takes her the two and a half three hours to get ready and then Make, go makeup from there. makeup makeup. <laughs> So, so anyway, uh yeah, that's uh that's going tonight. I don't know where we're gonna end up though. There was a place uh it, well, it's a long story. I'll I'll do and delve into that later. Um, but regardless, that's what's going on for me tonight. And then tomorrow, uh we've got football, football, football. So we got college football that'll be paying attention to while I'm sitting in the stands. At least it's gonna be warm tomorrow. It's warming up. At least it's gonna be warm tomorrow. I wanted to ride the motorcycle, but we thought the the games were right here in Sussex, and they're not. They're over in Grafton, so we got to go to Grafton tomorrow to watch the game. So I don't know if I want to ride the motorcycle over there, but uh, but we're going to do that. So and after that, it's all football all the time. That's it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, please go ahead and do so. Uh, by the way, Leon Ocanto writes real quick. He says uh, yard work, getting rid of the leaves, big bonfire with a good bourbon. That's not a bad way to go, Lee. That's not a bad way. So let me ask you this. Speaking of bourbon, Ben, are you a bourbon drinker at all? Bourbon Uh, or whiskey drinker? Both.
1: I enjoy both of them. I cannot call myself cultured into what's good and what's not. I just like them.
0: Okay. If you are a bourbon drinker, now this is where you can help me out, okay? Because we are putting together our list for the, uh... thank you. We are putting together our list for the Christmas party. And did you get your invite, by the way? I believe so. It's been a busy couple okay. of days. I haven't get, checked get your the unboxes together. Get your ugly sweater together. So, we are putting together the list for bourbons and whiskeys for the Christmas party. So, I have Basil Hayden. I have Woodford Reserve. I have Angel's Envy. If you're going to put together a bourbon and or whiskey list. I do have Jameson Black Barrel. I do have that. If you're going to put one together, what would you put on your list? I enjoy some. If you're going to put together a some, list of bourbons and whiskeys, what would you put on your list? Enjoy some Jack Daniels from time to time. My buddy uh, Justin is a squire, and he always brings like high end Jack. So he'll, because he'll, we've got downstairs, <laughs> we've got Jack Apple, Jack Fire, Jack Daniels. We've got Jack oh, honey honey Jack, that's the one honey Jack, that's the dangerous one. then we've got uh well, I used to have a bottle of the Frank Sinatra special Jack, but uh, my buddy came over and and uh drank that whole bottle um the so so that's that's the jacks that we have. I don't know, and then I think there's another one. I might even have that somewhere stashed. He gave me a bottle of Jack. I can't remember what the hell it was.
1: So you're He's stocking the the basement for the party or to get through the weekend of watching teams in the state play <laughs> football?
0: No, for the party. I okay. I do, like last night, I went downstairs. I did bullet bourbon. I like bullet bourbon with, with uh, cider and maple syrup. You ever had that? No, sounds great. Oh, my God. This is the time of year. I discover, I have to, I'll give credit where credit is due. There's a place up in Cedarburg called the Anvil. Um, it's a really good restaurant and they did a thing called a Cedarburg cider. And, um, what I, I, watched them make it. And so I've added some stuff to it that made it even better, but you take, uh, like some maple syrup, you put it in a shaker, you t- put some maple, or you can put it in a glass and just stir it up, take some maple syrup and, and drop just uh, enough to cover the bottom of the glass, maybe a little bit more. Then you put in two shots of bourbon, a bullet bourbon. Then you put in a couple of just a couple of shakes of of the citrus orange cider or, or orange uh, bitters. Just a couple of shakes, just to give it that oof. And then you pour the rest up with apple cider. Don't do apple juice or anything like that. None of that crap. The stuff that you get this time of year that you got to keep refrigerated or it'll go bad. Good apple cider. You pour that in. You give it a good stir or a shake if you've got a shaker, and then have at it. Oh, my God. You have that? Last night, we went downstairs, sat there with a cigar, watched the games. Oh, so good. So good. Good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, if you get a chance to try that, try that. Uh, Bill says Maker's Mark. Now, I've got the anniversary, the bottle of Maker's Mark. It's, it's the really good stuff. I don't know. Uh, Blanton's Blanton's is a hell of a bourbon. Uh, that you're right. I'll write that down. I forgot about Blanton's. Blanton's is not cheap. So sometimes you think about what you're going to buy for all the rummies you're going to have to your house. <laughs> so uh, Bardstown Reserve did not hear. I, I I I'm I'm don't know that one. Writing that down. So there you go. So anyway, but that's if you're going to make a drink for this time of year, and if you take it and you can heat it up too. Oh, it's even better. It's like drinking a hot apple cider but a little kick to it. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. So there you go. But thanks for all the uh thanks for, for all the suggestions. Keep it coming too, by the way. Because I want to get a couple more bottles to put on the shelf. We have been to the house, Ben. You've seen my liquor collection. Yes,
1: I don't know how much yeah. space on the shelf you have. Yeah, not a lot. I gotta build more shelves. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, every regrettable night I've had in my life has started with Honey Jack, so okay. take that for what it's worth. Perfect. All right. I'm looking forward to that.
0: So we got the rooms, by the way. Our uh, The president of our company, Tom Walker, is coming. So it's a good opportunity for you to schmooze the prez, by the way. I want to throw you, it could be career building for you, or career ending, one of the two, depending on what happens to right. you. Right. <laughs> you know? But yeah. So... Anyway, so the biggest news in sports uh, to start the day out uh, is the fact that uh, Christian McCaffrey, gone. He gets traded to the 49ers. Much of the NFL world focused on last night's Arizona Cardinals win over the Saints, which just was kind of a weird battle of ineptitude. Another NFC West team stole the spotlight, and that was the 49ers. What is surprisingly, surprisingly, we thought it would be a really, really, really strong division, You've got the defending champions and the, the Rams that are in that division. You've got the Arizona Cardinals that are in that division. And you think, you know, you got the 49ers that are sitting there, and then obviously you've got uh, the Seattle Seahawks, who are not a strong team. But every team has three wins. It is a winnable division. It is no longer a division of the, the Rams and the Cardinals and everybody else. It is... A winnable division. So San Francisco said, let's go here. Let's go get McCaffrey. We're using Debo Samuel in many different ways, which disappoints me because then they'll stop using him as a running back, which means I won't get as many points uh, for him in my fantasy league. However, they just upped their game. They've now got another. And when, when it comes to Shanahan and that offense and that ability with motion and movement, and now he's got Debo on the outside and McCaffrey in the back, that, that you would assume, got better. Now, McCaffrey has not been McCaffrey for a while. So you wonder what is all in that tank now that you're putting back with a good team. But they uh, they're going for it. And draft choices like air, there's plenty of. And if you hit on draft choices, I get it. But if you don't, it is wasted air. So why not go ahead and try to find yourself a sure thing? And this is something that I've been trying to get the Green Bay Packers to realize for forever. And they hang on to draft choices, specifically the third rounds, like Grim Death, which third-round draft choices have been an absolute, abysmal, abominational failure in the uh, Brian Gutekunst era. So the 49ers get uh, the uh, star running back Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers, and they're going to get a second, a third, and a fourth-round pick. Coming up this year, along with a 2024 fifth-round pick. So a two, a three, a four, and a five over the next two years is what they got for Christian McCaffrey. He's long been the biggest name, potentially on the trading block. And the trade's big news for the NFL, but uh, the real winners and losers, uh, Kyle Shanahan, because McCaffrey's contract, there's at least a chance that he isn't more than a short-term rental for San Francisco, Uh, Though the trade value certainly doesn't suggest the 49ers view it as a short-term play. Uh, McCaffrey playing on a four-year, $64.1 million contract, which goes through 2025. uh, But he only has a 2022 base salary of a million bucks. He's also due only a million dollars in injury guarantees if released before next season. Now, you would assume they're not going to do that, but nevertheless... And uh, to say that San Francisco, a big winner here because of a lot of uh, this is going to hinge on how deep they can go into the postseason with McCaffrey on the roster. 49ers didn't surrender a first-round pick, but they didn't give up a, a bunch of peanuts either. They gave up a good amount of picks, but uh, you you got something. He, he may not be as explosive as he was before the injury back in, what was it, 2020, 2021, a few years back when he was just... A really good dual threat, a good pass catcher out of the backfield. He had the speed, he had the burst, he had the quickness, the whole thing. But I'll tell you this, now Kyle Shanahan can get even more creative. Look out. Look out. The losers in this, the Rams. The Rams were eyeballing them. They wanted them. Sometimes it's not just about getting the best player. It's about getting the best players so your opponent doesn't. So the Rams wanted them. And the Rams lose out on that. So McCaffrey now going over. Two of the uh, 49ers, and you watch teams make moves. You're like, Bueller, Bueller, hello, hello, anybody there? Bueller, you're wondering if the Packers are going to do anything. I, if the Packers say, if they say this, we're really happy with where our roster's at, that's when you throw your hands in the air and you go, Okay, I can't. I just, I can't listen to the red China crap anymore. Because that, that's, that's what it is. You can't be happy with where this is at. Nobody is happy with where this is at. Nobody. You've got young and up-and-coming talent, maybe likable guys, but the results on the field, nobody is happy where this is at. So you've got to make a move. You've got to do something. Unless, of course, you look at this and go, you know what? We're just not that good this year, and we're going to go ahead and take a year off and waste another year of Aaron Rodgers, and this will be the modus operandi for the last two regimes when it comes to general managers and the wasting of Hall of Fame quarterback talent because we just don't have the cojones to push the chips to the middle of the table. We just won't do it. So we'll see. See what the Packers' counter move to all of this is, if anything. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Mike says bullet rye is good for old fashions over there on Twitter as well. I, I don't, um, I haven't done a lot of rye. I will say this, though. I do like it when I've tried it. Uh, Driftless Glen, single barrel bourbon from Baraboo, really good. I've heard of that. Oh, Buffalo Trace, Doug. Oh, how, how did I forget about that? I'm going to write that down during the break. Keep it coming. Cause I got to pick up about three or four more bottles because I've got uh, b bourbon and whiskeys have become like cigars have become fashionable again. And so I'm trying to kind of stock up here and I'm going to buy maybe a bottle a week for the next uh, three, four weeks. Cause we got about what? Six weeks now. I think six or seven weeks now until the, uh, till the Christmas party. So I, I buy it. I don't buy it in bulk all at once. Cause then it's going to put me, you know, $800 in the hole. So I just buy it over a period of time. And, uh, and that way, I'm stocked up without breaking the bank each week. So, anyway, uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by speaking of a few beverages, what uh, will be on hand? That is Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And uh, the person that keeps Bud Light in business is Kristen. I mean, we enjoy it, but Kristen really enjoys it. So she'll be the one that uh, be stocking the Bud Light coolers come Christmas party as well. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Uh, you know what I should do when it comes to bourbons and whiskeys? Uh, my buddy John Atley over at the Water Doctors, he, is, uh, they, he does like a bourbon club or something like that. But they also have the best water softening system in the world, at least according to me. Uh, the Connecticut water softening system is by far the best, hands down, uh, best I've ever had. I've had it now for, God, going on, I want to say 18 years, something like that. I've upgraded once, a 10-year warranty. I mean, it's just, it, it's fantastic. But the system itself is just absolutely awesome. And the best part about it is John's a great guy, and they do a lot of stuff for veterans as well. So if you want the best water softening system, work with the best people. Also, maybe you talk a little bit about bourbons and whiskeys. That's our buddy John Atley and the Water Doctors. Uh, call him 262-549-7733, 262 549 7733, or simply go to h2 the letter o doctors.com. h2 the letter o doctors.com. And if you're, it doesn't matter what part of the state you're in, if you give them a shout and they can't handle it, they will put you in touch with another Connecticut dealer. And uh, they're good people, man. They all work together. Good, good people. That's our buddy John Attlee and the gang over at the Water Doctors. Ben, do you think that the Packers pick up a wideout and not these dra- these uh these wire guys that they sign to
1: practice squads. I think they do, but I don't think it's a DJ Moore. I don't think it's necessarily the guy that maybe we all want. I don't mm-hmm. see how they can go forward in this season without picking somebody up. Like they have to view the draft capital as something they need to use to help the team now. If anything we learned from this past draft, is that the first three picks right now? Christian Watson's hurt. Wyatt hasn't seen the field. And Walker is a lot of potential, but he's kind of struggling mm-hmm. early in his career. If anything, Goody should learn okay, like we actually have to use these picks to get guys to help the team today, because otherwise the window's going to close and then you're screwed.
0: I, you got to get another wide receiver. This whole thing about, well, we're going to get better. Sammy Watkins is coming back. Sammy Watkins is a strong wind blow away from going down with an injury. I think we can all agree on that. You cannot rely on what you have. It would be a tremendous disservice if you do not make a move. If you hang – you just – and, again, I go back to I, – I don't mean to sit here and seem as if I'm bashing, but I'm kind of bashing, actually. So let's go over, shall we, the third-round draft choices that this team has really, really held on to. Uh, Montrevious Adams, eh. Oren Burks. Uh, Jay Sternberger, nice. Josiah Aguara, minor contributor at best as a third-round draft choice. Amari Rogers. Let that sink in. Sean Ryan, you hoped that this year. Sean Ryan, the offensive lineman, is able to contribute. But that that's your third-round draft choices. Prior to that, Kyler Fackrell. There you go. Kyrie Thornton. World beaters, huh? Man, go back to 2013. They didn't have a third-round draft choice. I'm just giving you the third-rounders. Why hang on to them like grim death when, at best, it's a crapshoot? Go for the sure thing. Uh, 877-867-1670. Mike says, uh, over and under on how many games McCaffrey plays before he's on the IR. I say three. Uh, Chuck, when I heard about the McCaffrey trade, I thought, why not Green Bay? But then I thought, was he the right one to pursue, and could they afford him? Uh, I didn't know the details of his contract. Uh, or if he would have been a good fit, but I keep uh, keep hoping that the Packers will do something to improve this team. They need to help in many areas. Let me ask this: this is this is probably another question to go in another direction. What do you feel as a Packers fan? We're now what, twelve, thirteen days away, if that, um, maybe maybe eleven, from the trade deadline. What do you feel if the Packers don't do anything? That might be a better question. What do you feel if the Packers don't make a deal, and then you hear, "Well, no, uh, you know, we're we're really happy with what we've got, and you know, guys are growing and progressing, and you know, and it's it's just the speak." It, it now I will say, and I always give this in the defense of Brian Gutekind's, um, it takes two to tango, so you have to have somebody willing to trade with you but you can get anything you want for the right amount so what happens if the packers don't do anything that would be the interesting question because i would look at it as to me a massive failure and the only reason why any other normal year is no big deal but the reason why is because you have Rodgers for a couple years at best. If you don't do anything and everything you can to improve this team, then all, all what's going to be written about the Green Bay Packers in this most recent bout of history is going to be unbelievably stoic and cornerstone franchise. Bart Starr was a leader. Vince Lombardi was... A captain a captain of industry, we'll say, when it comes to football. And then there was the downturn. Where they sank into the abyss. They became almost a joke. The only thing we remember out of the late 70s and 80s was Chris Berman going, the Bay of Pigs. Because it was Green Bay and Tampa Bay in that division back then. And just the bad games between the two. And then came Brett Favre, and suddenly you had 20-plus years, 20-plus years, really we're talking 30 now, of Hall of Fame quarterback play, and what you have to show for it is one championship for Favre, one return to the Super Bowl for Favre, and one appearance and win for Rogers. Now, some franchises don't have any, so you're ahead of those franchises, but they didn't have 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. And that'll be the drastic overshot of the front office. The conservative were smarter than the average bear thought process when in reality, you didn't do that one or two extra things to tell the guys in the locker room. And to show the fans, yeah, we're going all in. It'll always be you left something on the table. 877 867 867 You want to find us, do it. Thoughts, what would it be if the Packers did not make a move? James said, this is Rodgers last year. Why would he come back to this team getting beat up all the time? Uh, Rick says San Francisco mortgaged way too much. Uh, their talent will fall off the cliff in two years because they gave away too many picks for a quarterback on the IR and a running back who is injury prone. Um, but why would you say they're going to fall off the cliff? Uh, not every draft choice pans out anyway. You kept your first round draft choice. This year, you, you you gave up a second, a third, and a fourth. You still have your fifth, sixth, and seventh. You can still find diamonds in the rough. God knows. The Packers have found them. Seventh round, I mean, you know, Donald Driver was a seventh-round draft choice. There was un, undrafted guys like Tremont Williams, Sam Shields. They were undrafted. So you don't have to necessarily find, uh, you know, second, third, fourth-round guys, you know? I'm um, trying to think here who who was a 7th, 6th, or 7th round. I mean, you found uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanling and Equanemia St. Brown, two serviceable wideouts in the 5th and 6th round. Um, they have not been as successful, I'll say, but Aaron Jones was a 5th round pick. Right? I wouldn't say he's a world beater, but Dean Lowry's certain, certainly been serviceable in the 4th round. Uh, The people's champion, Jeff Janis, was a seventh-round pick. Corey Lindsley was a fifth-round pick. You know? They've had a few guys. Not many, granted. C.J. Wilson played admirably. Was a big body up front, ended up getting himself a championship. He was a big body up there. He was a seventh-round pick. I mean, you don't get a ton, but you do get some. Josh Sitton was a fourth-round pick. So my point is, Mason Crosby was a sixth-round pick, still with the team, by the way. So it, it can be done, not all the time. Don't get me wrong; it's not a it's not a given. Chad, you're right. Chad Clifton, Mark Tauscher, no doubt. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So what would it be? What would you feel like as a Packers fan if the Packers? Don't do anything. Uh, Brett says, in the history of the Green Bay Packers, they are horrible in the third round. I researched it. They uh, they could trade it every year. Your best bet for the Packers is the first, fourth, second, and fifth rounds, uh, possibly the sixth. Third and seventh are the worst round in modern draft. Uh, then they got the free agent seventh uh, even better as a whole, which I, I would agree with that. Yep. 877 867 Find us. We'd love to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. com, And uh, you're going to get the ride this weekend. Maybe pick up some motor clothes, head out there one more time. Don't forget, the holidays are going to be coming up. You're going to be picking up some gifts out at Wisconsin-Harley-Davidson as well. That's WISHD.com right there on Highway 67 in Oconomowoc, just south of 94, right next to the new Dockhound Stadium. Don't want to miss it. The best, the best Harley-Davidson dealer, state of Wisconsin, my opinion. Stay tuned. More after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio
2: Network. You got to
3: hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in
2: the pocket.
0: Good to have you back, said, it,
2: it, it,
0: it Bill Michael Show. Man. We continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Four Seasons Island Resort. Next weekend up at the Four Seasons, if you decide to go up there, maybe make a weekend of it, uh, take your costume with you. you got a big costume party. It's always fun up there. It always is. Good, Good fun time. Uh, Four Seasons Island Resort. That's in, uh, in Pembine, Wisconsin. But uh, more so than anything, it is just a terrific place f- steeped in history. All kinds of old... Underworld history up there, and they've even got some uh, some ghostly stuff up there as well. So if uh, you're uh, interested in heading up and just enjoying a really fun place, beautiful place. The Four Seasons dot com. Get a hold of our girl Barb B A R B Barb at The Four Seasons dot com. Barb at The Four Seasons Wisconsin dot com. They also have the fall wine dinners that are uh, that have been going on up there. They've got uh, a craft weekend coming up for uh, Christmas time. They got plenty of things happening. The4seasonswisconsin.com or call them direct 715 324 But you got to ask for the Bill Michaels. And I know that sounds weird, but you got to. And the reason why is because you automatically get a discount just for people that listen to this show. Again, the4seasonswisconsin.com, that's the4seasonswisconsin.com. So, thought if the Packers do not do not pick up any help? Let's go to the phones. Let's go to a uh, John listening to us in Jersey. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
4: Hey, Bill. Great to hear you on the air again, man. I missed you. Um, Thanks, pal. Listen, maybe Goo, maybe Goo maybe and Lafleur should go to the Four Seasons and dress up as a coach and a GM. How about that. <laughs> Love it. But listen, listen, Bill. If we don't do anything, it won't surprise me in, in the least because we just. Just what you guys have been saying? We don't, we don't go for it. Look at the Niners, man. They have Garoppolo, and they went. They got McCaffrey. So, I mean, remember in the '80s, you got John Jefferson. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean we didn't, we didn't win anything, but at least we tried.
0: So, I just think that if you look at this team right now, there's no way in hell you can look at it and say, "Oh no, we're good."
4: Hell no! You're right. You're right.
0: Can't do it. So you got to do something, otherwise you're just telling everybody, "Well, we're going to wait till next year." And how many times, how many times do you have that left while you still have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback? You know, hey,
4: I the other thing. We had to lose to the Giants and Jets, Jets, successive weekends. Living mm-hmm. here in New Jersey, oh my god!
0: Oh God, I can't imagine what it was like. How bad was it?
4: Oh, really bad. They, you know, I mean, to me, they're both look. Dable's a good coach. They got a good coaching staff for the Giants. And I think the Jets have a lot of good young players. They're going to be good.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think they're both. Both of those franchises are on the rise. I think they got good coaches. I think they're just starting to put decent personnel together. This is not their year to fly, but I do believe that they're going to be good for the next few years. They're not going to be the doormats that they have been for a while.
4: I agree, but but Bill, you're looking at our game. like we're not even trying. It's like ridiculous.
0: We are. When, when it comes to Gudakins trying to get the, the wide receiver, it doesn't, matter. it doesn't mean that he hasn't tried. It just means that there's a whole set of circumstances that didn't allow them to go all in, that didn't allow them to go out and spend a bunch of money because they had to wait on what they were going to do with the quarterback. But right now, you know what you have to spend. You know what your future looks like. You probably feel like your quarterback's going to stick around at least for a year or two. So why not go ahead and pull the trigger and try to solidify this team? You believe your defense is pretty good. There's not many more places you can go. So all you got to do is pick up a little depth in the draft and find yourself a wide receiver that's not just a rental for one year. Go get them right now. And hopefully you can make a run this year and next. Because after that, there is no tomorrow. No. So there you go. Appreciate it, pal. Thanks, pal. Thanks, John. Better luck in uh in the Jersey area real soon too. Let's go to Rob listening to us in Appleton. Rob, how you doing today, man? What's up? Oh, nope, Rob dropped off. Let's go to Siegel listening to us in Ohio. Siegel, what's up?
5: Hey, not much. How you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. What's up with you?
5: Well, you know, I've been a Packer fan for sixty four years. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that uh, they can be down 21 points with a minute to go, and I'm figuring out a way to win.
0: But nothing uh, wrong with that.
5: No, but uh, they're doing the same thing with Rogers they did with Favre. They just, I mean, other than Reggie White, and maybe a couple other guys. I mean, they just will not pull the trigger and get the guy they need to uh, complete a team. And you know, in fairness, too, also, you know, we played in several championship games. And uh, we blowed a lot of them. Uh, but, you know, our legacy under Farvin Rogers with three Super Bowl appearances, for me as a fan, is really embarrassing because we could have built a dynasty that would have been unmatched in the history of the NFL. And uh, a lot of fans are happy with going 13-3 and three every year. I'm not. I'm in it for the championships. Right. And uh, uh, I'm... I just don't understand why that Gutekun and Thompson wouldn't go out and get the players. Now, I'm not the kind of guy that thinks you ought to uh, sell out your whole draft system to get uh, a few a few good guys, but, I mean, you got to try to make an effort and bring somebody in that's not 38 years old, 37 years old, that, that's a has-been. I mean, that's not what you need. you got to go out and get the players to compete and win. And money's not an issue, right? I mean, the NFL's got the best system set up for everybody uh, with the profit sharing. It ain't like Major League Baseball, you know, where you've got your small market teams getting shafted all the time. Uh, but the NFL's got the best system there is. But they just simply won't go out and do what needs to be done to win it's to me it's a real shame and 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 as far as your question goes i will be shocked absolutely shocked if they go out and get somebody now and if they don't season's over i mean right we'll be lucky to even make a playoff so i don't know we can get by the vikings if we don't get some help
0: well, I appreciate the phone call. They need help. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You can't stay where you're at right now. Uh, that I 100% agree with. Uh, let's do this. We're going to talk with our buddy Matt Mitchell when we come back. There's some odds coming up this weekend on some of the games. Make some picks. Help you out a little bit with your pocketbook. And we got a lot more to get to. Stay tuned. we got a lot more. The Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Washington Commanders from FedEx Field. Kickoff at 12 noon Sunday. Aaron Rodgers, who got two hours of treatments on his right thumb Wednesday, was a full participant in yesterday's practice. Packers linebacker Preston Smith was drafted in the second round and played four seasons in Washington before coming to Green Bay in free agency in 2019.
0: I had so many great memories there. I decided to go back and, um, you know, see what it's like. You know, probably go to a nice restaurant or something, get something to eat with some teammates, you know, playing in the stadium where it all started for me in
1: my NFL career.
2: Wide receiver Alan Lazard was asked about Robert Tunyon, who had 10 catches against the Jets, a new franchise single-game record for a tight end.
1: Bobby's probably one of the more strong-minded persons I know just for what he's gone through one is his career, but then also just, you know, coming battling uh, back from his injury and everything this year. Getting him back out there, having him get that tight end record.
2: Taylor Heineke will start a quarterback for the Commanders for the injured Carson Wentz. Heineke faced the Packers last year at Lambeau. Green Bay won 24-10.
3: I think the biggest thing I took away from last year was uh, just the experience. Um, I think the more reps you get in live games, the more comfortable you get. So starting 15 games last year, I feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident, and what I need to do to win and what not to do to
2: lose. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. He is a scrappy dude, and it was evident last year
3: when we played him. What do you have, like 99 yards rushing or whatever it was? Competitive, can make all the throws, and then can beat you with his legs. So we're going to have to do a very, very, very good job of trying to contain him within the pocket and can't let him get loose. That's
2: Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels show.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels show continuing on our good buddy, Matt Mitchell. Find him over there on uh, Twitter. Old boy, Uncle Mitch, uh, Action Network, Action Network HQ. You can find him at and uh, now joining us. On the hotline. Mitch, you got some good ones this weekend, huh? Some really weird ones because some of the better teams in the NFL not in action this weekend. So it's kind of a weird one in that sense, but nevertheless, uh, we've got some good ones to kind of pick and bet on. We did our picks yesterday, but uh, give me something that is a a really weird matchup, but uh, the point spread looks favorable.
3: Well, not a lot of people are licking their chops over Jacksonville playing the Giants, but this is a game that Professional bettors are licking their chops over, and it's all about the Jaguars, despite the strange disparity in their records. The Giants are 5-1. Mm-hmm. Brian Dabble is the only rookie head, uh, head coach with a winning record against the spread. But when you quantify the things that, that casual fans would chuck up to luck, things like uh, turnovers, fumbles, things like that, the Jacksonville Jaguars are one of the unluckiest teams so far this season. The Giants are one of the single luckiest matchups like that are perfect to pounce on the jaguars at home in the humidity only laying a field goal are a opportunity for lots of betters to profit on an ugly team like the jaguars
0: that was one of the games that we kind of picked and i even thought maybe the jaguars could could pull one out before it's all said and done but I, i i agree with you that's one of the games that's very very intriguing another one is the one and four Raiders and the one, three and one Texans that I find interesting? Las Vegas, uh, given seven in this thing. I, man, the Raiders have been such an enigma and just so bad. They figured out, I always say for bad teams, they have to figure out ways to win. The Raiders are a decent team that's figured out ways to lose.
3: And isn't that just an archetype of a kind of team NFL fans see every year? And mm-hmm. this season, this is the best start for unders. Since 1994, 60% of games are going under. Unders in divisional matchups are 22-10. and 10. Lower scoring games make taking points with an underdog even more valuable. Houston catching a touchdown, a touchdown against the right. majors, that is an that's an easy set-and-forget-a-play it for our old friend, Lovey Smith.
0: Yep, no doubt. Now you've got Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. Kansas City given two in this thing going into Levi Stadium, uh, do the 49ers, have they flipped the script a little bit, and now suddenly, as long as Garoppolo manages the game with Debo on the outside, McCaffrey on the inside, the ability to throw the football, do we look at this and say, whoa, wait a minute, the 49ers all of a sudden got real?
3: Yeah, Even before the trade, uh, professional money had poured in on San Francisco, had buckled it from the clean three under the field goal, the the Trade complicates things; that it adds a little bit of a distraction and expectation on the San Francisco side. But Kyle Shanahan as an underdog is golden. This spot, a lot of square money is coming in on Kansas City, but all of the uh, all of the bigger bets are on the Forty ers If you're looking to get involved, the sharp side is the Forty ers in what is likely going to be a toss-up.
0: I uh, I, I looked at this Packers Commanders game with Green Bay giving four and a half, and uh, that almost. Considering the fact that they're not getting over 20 points on a consistent basis, this is a game that kind of scares me. Do the the commanders have enough to keep it within a a four-and-a-half point? Let's just say if it's 2017, obviously, you win that thing going away. So do the the Packers offensively have enough to get over the 20-24 points range, and do the commanders have enough to stay within?
3: Bill, I took my kids to Boo at the zoo at the Milwaukee Zoo last night. And they, there were two <laughs> kids there dressed, dressed in full Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon Packers uniforms. And I saw a guy walk up to their dad and say, wow, your kids' costumes are so realistic, like how they aren't carrying the football.
0: Oh, my I, God.
3: <laughs> I have been like you know like any gambler or packer fan pretty grossed out by their performance this year in a game with a total under 42 a very low total catching four and a half points which is crashing it was up at, at six when it opened Shows sure a lot of people actually like that that carson Wentz is hurt taylor heineke is not perceived as any kind of downgrade that's a lot of points facing a team that can't score and i think washington might have been quitting on carson a little bit i think you'll see a much better effort with taylor heineke under center so yeah, I think the, the Washington Commanders is the sharp side.
0: Here. Another enigma to me: the Falcons, three and three. They're one and two away, though, from from, from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and uh, their their points per game average not huge by any stretch of the imagination. Cincinnati, all of a sudden, starting to feel it a little bit with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And the connection there it is six and a half, uh, a little bit low for the point spread in Cincinnati this weekend.
3: Yeah, bouncing between six and a half and seven. The Falcons, though, are every gambler's best friend right now. Marcus Mariota and this mediocre team are undefeated against the spread to start the season, despite a pretty lousy record in terms of wins and losses. Our experts are split on this one, because, of course, it's a lot of points, but I think you're right. Cincinnati does appear to be figuring things out. This Atlanta run of smoke and mirrors, they can't cover anybody so I, I, would, I would personally lean towards Cincinnati in a, what will feel like a little bit of a foolish play, but I, think, I don't think they can keep up.
0: Real quick, uh, Wisconsin at home this weekend. They got the Purdue Boilermakers coming to town, and Wisconsin at home, normally against Purdue, you're talking a seven-point spread t- today, two-and-a-half sitting there right now. No belief in Wisconsin because they've been so up and down all season long. They haven't been able to string back-to-back wins together?
3: Boy, they really got their pants pulled down at homecoming at Michigan State last week by a, by a more veteran coach, obviously. Laying less of the field goal at home against Purdue. Did you ever think you'd see the day? I think the smarter thing here is is take Wisconsin here. It's a small number. Purdue can score, by I think it's the Badgers' turn here.
0: Uh, Real quick, and we only got about 30 seconds, but I love Ohio State at home giving 30 to Iowa who can't score to get out of their way. Ohio State might beat them 52 to 10.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think Iowa scores 14. If that's the case,
0: they covered easily. (laughs) Mitch, good stuff as always, buddy. We'll talk again next week.
3: Have a nice weekend, everybody.
0: Thanks, pal. There you go. That's our buddy Matt Mitchell the Action Network. Old boy Uncle Mitch over there on Twitter, and he is brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Potawatomi Hotel Casino! Go to PaysBig.com. You may catch me in the 360 bar down there tonight. Having a beverage, listen to a little music, a little cocktail. Oh, yeah, that's a nice place to go, dude. Don't forget about it. I think they got some nice clubs in there, too. Might have to check that out. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up. Coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen,
5: rate, subscribe.